You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins, Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Deep. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Willis' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of your show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> My pep talk turned into a pep rally, and welcome all to the regular season finale of the NFC East Feast. George cannot be here. Rumor has it is he is searching the dark web for clues to what the Washington football team might be. Jay Ludd's had some technical difficulties, but he's going to come back a little bit and deliver his picks. But I got my co-host with the most, Deli. Thank you for being here, brother. Hey, you're welcome, man. I'm always happy to step in when uh, George is too busy, uh, you know, being, I guess, cool guy to do it. Yeah, maybe he's making a pizza. We don't know, but but <laughs> yeah. we hope he's. We certainly hope he's listening, and we uh, wish his Washington football team the best of luck as uh, you know they get ready for their new team name and uh, what hopefully is a productive off season. But uh, let's first recap um, week 17 of the NFC East. Now, normally, week 17 would have been the last game of the season, but because we got a bonus week uh, this week, we're going to start with the Chicago Bears in the New York football Giants. So bad. <laughs> Man, and, and Giants fans, we, we are sorry. I, but, but I do have good news. Giants fans, you did it. The New York Giants set an NFL record, guys. I got this from a Giants fan page, so credit um, Mr. Bobby Skinner. According to Stat Muse, the Giants had the lowest passing yards in NFL history with a net of negative 10. So shout out to Mike Glennon and the New York Giants. Uh, Mike Glennon actually completed, I believe, four, four passes. passes. Four passes. He threw the ball 11 times. <laughs> Awful, man. Yeah. Some, somehow Saquon Barkley managed to get 100 yards rushing, so the Giants stayed respectable on the ground. But the Chicago Bears just straight up blew their doors off, man. Uh, Andy Dalton threw a touchdown. David Montgomery was uh, very productive both running the football as well as uh, catching the ball out of the backfield. And this is a stat from Jay Ludd. So, so shout out to Ludd's kid. We love you. Uh, Robert Quinn set the Bears franchise record in this game with his 18th sack. That passed up wow. Richard Dent. Uh, Richard Dent set that in the 84-85 season. Of course, Richard Dent was a part of that um, Bears Super Bowl team with Walter Payton. Damn, bro, that's a that's a that's a, that's a respectable number. I don't know anyone on the Bears had 18 sacks. That's crazy. Yeah, and yeah. of course, NFC East fans uh, will recognize uh, Robert Quinn played for the Cowboys two years ago, and he was uh, very productive for us, uh, coming off as an edge rusher as well. So, shout out to the Bears for getting a win. They're not going to be going to the playoffs either, but good for them to at least get some uh, momentum going forward. Uh, and and the Giants, uh, they will uh, 
start their off season early. I mean, they're going to uh, play the football team here in, in week 18. We'll talk about in a little bit, but yeah, not, not a whole lot going, uh, going right for the giants in this game. What did you see? Oh man, I didn't really, I don't think anybody watched this game, but, no. <laughs> but um, you know, giants haven't won since uh, I think November 28th. That was the last one. Damn. So they lost to Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yep. That, that was the last time they won. And I think, I think that's when they beat Philly. 13 oh, well, yeah, their last one against Philly. No, absolutely. Yeah. Good call there. Yeah, so I I don't know, man. They're 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 in they're in some serious trouble, bro. I can't I don't know how much longer I I don't I don't know what um Shaquan's um contract is, but I don't know how much longer they're gonna be able to hold on to him, bro. He's got another couple years on a, on his rookie deal. I think it's two more years though, but you gotta think if they don't get something right, he is, you know, clearly gonna look elsewhere unless they just just give him ridiculous money to, to yeah. stay. But at this point, with his injury history and, and their shoddy offensive line, I think it might be best for both parties to just divorce. Yeah, I know. But I know. I don't I don't know. I know. Like I said, like Glenn, Glenn threw the ball four times. Um, Horrible. Yeah. You know, it was cool to see Andy Dalton. I've always been um, an Andy Dalton. I don't, I don't like I wasn't a fan, but since he's, you know, he played for the Bengals and, you know, he played against the Steelers so much, you know, I like to see Andy Dalton. Dude, he, dude, he, so. he was respectable. Yeah. When, the, when the Bengals had A.J. Green, um, I mean, th- they were a, a pretty potent offense back in the day. So, you know, it's good to see the Red Rocket um, get out there and sling the rock. Obviously, it's going to be Justin Fields' team in Chicago going forward. Yeah, yeah. But um, he's a good guy to have as a backup quarterback, though, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no, very good. And, yeah. and the thing about Andy is he actually will be that veteran. He's not going to be bitter and butthurt no. and want to get in the game and— Going forward, he he will actually be a source of knowledge for for Justin Fields. Yeah, yeah. So uh, last note here on the New York Giants, something I posted on our NFC East Instagram today. They haven't had a winning record at any point of the last five seasons. Meaning they weren't even one and zero or two and one or three and two. They haven't been over five hundred going back to five years ago. Yeah. So I don't know who whose heads is going to roll here after this uh, season finishes up. It could be GM uh, Dave Gettleman. They're saying that Joe Judge and Daniel Jones are safe. I would completely clear house. Um, oh. I've given. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say they're. I, I know a lot of fans are pissed. They want that um that co owner who's also president of the team. They they want him to like stop. They want him gone. They, they well they, they 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 don't want him to sell the team. But they just want him to stop. You know, get an actual president. Like you're not supposed right. to be president of the team. You know, it's like so. That, I know there's a lot of blame on him, but obviously he's not gonna do that. So no, I'm sure I'm sure he's gonna keep the team. And and a kind of a funny side note, um, Deli, I don't know if you saw this. I, I it's flashed across Sports Center this afternoon. Somebody filed like a $4.2 billion lawsuit against not only the Giants, but the Jets as well for perpetrating themselves as New York teams, although the stadium is in New Jersey. They're being sued for that. (laughs) I don't know. Who can do that? Just some random dude chilling in the basement. He's like, you know what? I'm suing these assholes. So maybe he's just a big time Jersey guy. Like maybe, maybe. it's like Paulie D and Snoopy <laughs> on the shore, and they're like, "That's bullshit. This is a Jer- this is our team. This is Jersey." I, I don't know. That it's was like, like a Joe Boston accent. Four twelve. Four twelve. <laughs> I'm suing these guys. Joe Bob and the Giants fans are so pissed. They're suing the team. <laughs> yeah. But we should sue them for having to watch that garbage the past yeah, seventeen weeks. Horrible, but dude. you know, we'll. we'll talk about the Giants season finale here yeah. just a little bit. Um, let's talk about a team that had a uh, game, excuse me, had a little bit more of playoff implications, and that was the Philadelphia Eagles getting 
a tough road win. Um, I'm sure you heard last week, Deli. I called for the football team in the upset here. I was, of course, wrong. But they did play very competitively. They played very tough. Um, for the second time this year, Washington actually got out to a 10 nothing lead on the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, rookie Jarrett Pattinson, uh, lo- love the undrafted kid out of Buffalo. He had a rushing touchdown. Heineke was pretty efficient in this game. Terry McLaurin looked okay. And I was, I was watch, as I'm watching this game, I'm like, oh, damn. Like, Washington show up to play. I think I'm going to be right. But Jalen Hurts showing the poise that he does. Um, clearly didn't light the world on fire with only 200 yards passing. Yeah, but that's but that's but that that's what you need from Jalen, bro. No mistakes. He didn't throw one pick. Yes. You know he threw the ball seven. He had 17 completions, 214 yards, bro. That's that's the Jalen they need, man. You know what I mean? He that's that 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 that's the Jalen that I always talk about. You know that's why you know I'm always like you know Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. Like when he plays like that, that's what they need. Right. I know that you're you're a fan of him as well as I. I am, do. Man. I am. Yeah. And something that happened after the game really speaks volumes about who I think Jalen Hurts is as a leader on the football field and, a, and, and as a person. Deli, I'm sure you saw the video of the railing that collapsed at no, the stadium. No, I didn't see that. No. Dude, all, after the game. What? Jaylen's How did I going, miss this? Dude, Jalen's going through the tunnel, and all of the Eagles fans are gathered um, trying to high-five him. The railing collapses, dude, and like 10 Eagles fans fall. It had to be at least 8 to 10 feet onto the ground right in front of him. If he was any closer, he would have got literally squished. And what does he do? He helps these guys up. He literally like snaps out of like franchise quarterback mode. He helps them all up. He starts dapping all of them. They're taking selfies with him. What? Everyone starts cheering, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts. And it, it reminded me of Dak Prescott's rookie year. There was a clip of him. He's on the sideline drinking Gatorade. The garbage can is behind him, and he th- tries to throw the Gatorade into the garbage, and he misses it. But Dak, gets, he gets up picks it up and puts it into the trash. You know, like just a little thing like that shows me that Dak is a good person and he's not some cocky millionaire who thinks he's above, you know, reproach and that, oh, some equipment manager is going to do it. And just like Jalen Hurts, he wasn't like, oh, these drunk morons fell. Like he helped him up. And I just think he's, I think he's a great person. I think he's a great kid. And I don't think the Eagles are going to be looking to draft a quarterback this year. (laughs) Could you imagine to have that Lambo in front of Rodgers? He'd probably kick the guy in the face. (laughs) Oh, yes. Get him away from me. Yes. No, no, no. 100%. Discount, don't check. (laughs) (laughs) You're not getting the Rodgers rate. No, dude. He just continues to walk but yeah you got you'll have yeah. to look at the video after we get done it's um and dude what are what is going on with the washington football team facilities first they had a sewage leak earlier this year and now the railings are collapsing like i don't care what they call themselves next year whether it's the admirals whether it's the warriors whether it's the red wolves whether it's the cadets i don't i don't i don't care fix your shit <laughs> yes fix your stadium for god's sake they're worth i believe like they're the third or fourth richest franchise at, at over three billion dollars like fix that dump that's crazy bro it's probably gruden he's probably sabotaging over there probably right no yeah. he's, he, his emails have literally seeped their way into the very foundation <laughs> that the stadium is built in you know but i feel bad for washington man because they were on track to make the playoffs they're doing good and then that covid you know stuff happened and they you know and then they just got embarrassed by the cowboys you know that 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 yes. night and they just you know they uh i'm not making excuses for them you know because you know i don't think that they would it went when they were in the playoffs but you know that's just gotta be tough man you know that's gotta be a lot for ron rivera to deal with and 
you know, I just, you know, it just, I just sucks that you have to like, you're, you know, I'm not saying their season got ruined because of COVID, but it was a huge obstacle. You know what I mean? It is, and especially yeah. at the time that they got hit, and and the players yeah. that got hit, like they're when they're when you're starting Garrett yeah. Gilbert on a on a like a, against Philly, and the, the fact that they are even competitive, I think it says something about Ron Rivera. They have the right coach in Ron Rivera. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with the quarterback position. Taylor Heineke was pretty efficient in this game, I believe. Um, 27 for 36 for 247. So he he was okay. He was very Heineke like. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that at least the fan base can rally. I think the name change, and the, apparently the new uniforms are cool. Every every uh, all the everyone who's gotten a sneak peek, um, guys, I'm sure you know this if you're a Washington fan listening. But February second um, of this year, so two two twenty two, the new brand, um, the new football team name will be revealed. They're going to show the new jersey, so at least there'll be some some momentum that you guys will get going into the off season. Yeah, yep. So, but you know, but this but this is good. Um, that would like I yeah that, would, that 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 was good for Philly and Jay Jalen you know get some momentum going and you know even though that you know they still got to play one more week against Dallas but you know that's uh, they, they clinched a playoff spot yeah man, and that's uh, that's very impressive yeah I, I, so. going into this year I thought that there would be one horrible team in the NFC East and I was right but I thought it would be the Philadelphia Eagles. Turns out it's the New York Football Giants. So I mean, the fact the Eagles get a wild card, kudos to you, man. You think that that after that that it has to solidify the Jalen Hurts as being a quarterback because you know Gardner, you know I know that he wanted to try to fight for it, but I guess uh, Sirianni or whatever um, told him <laughs> get the fuck out of here. You're not you know yeah, not, this is Jalen. He said this is Jalen's team, team, and Gar- yeah. Gardner looked very good in the game that he played. Yeah. But like I said, j- just the just the image of Jalen. Helping these fans who could have been severely hurt, he snaps out of quarterback mode and he turned into almost a heroic civilian who who yeah. comes to their aid. He lifts them off the ground, he helps them up. He's taking pictures, he's dapping them up. I think he's a good kid. I don't think he's a great quarterback, but I think that he is a great leader. And you know what? He led his team to the playoffs. So yep. uh, be- yep. best of luck to them as uh, they'll face my Cowboys here to uh, end the let's, season. Let's and get into will... your Cowboys, bro. I want to talk about your oh Cowboys. Oh, my gosh. Dude. I really don't want to, Billy, but <laughs> yeah. this is the, we, we go over every game here. Yeah. Um, the Cowboys lost, of course, guys, 25-22 to 22 to the Arizona Cardinals. Do the Cardinals just have our number? They've won six out of the last seven games against my Dallas Cowboys. And should we just change it? From Jerry's world to Kyler's world. Do you you, you want to hear a crazy stat? You might know. Yeah. You want to hear a crazy stat by, about uh, Kyler Murray? He's never oh. lost in that stadium. High school, in high school and college and NFL, he's never lost. At, in, 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 he's in like the eight or nine and zero, right? Yeah, in the Cowboys Stadium, he's not. He's never lost. My dad that, told me that stat, and I was like, "It's high school. Who cares?" But I'm like, you know what? That's actually a pretty cool stat. Well, he he played um he played high school football in Texas. So yeah. uh, when he would go to the state championship game, it would be held in AT and T Stadium. Yeah, and I think yeah, he won a couple times there in college. Obviously, he played for uh, University of Oklahoma. That's where mm-hmm. the Big Twelve championship was commonly held. So he's he, at all three levels. He's won there, and yeah, I mean this it's it's the house that Kyler built, and it's I, I got bad news, Cowboys fans. If the playoffs ended today. Guess what? The Cardinals are coming to Dallas in the first round. So we but we got to get our shit together, man. Yeah. I um, mean, that just that game right there, bro. I mean, Cardinals were struggling, bro, but like Dallas Dallas I, they, they're 
sometimes their time management and like the way they like that they don't have any t- timeouts left and McCarthy couldn't throw that challenge flag. Like it's just like, yes. come on, man. It's so frustrating because because Dallas is a better team. Dallas is a better team than Arizona. Thank you, man. Yeah. I, I, it's, a, a, you being not so biased, Deli, coming from outside of the division, saying that makes me feel better because I was about yeah. to rant and rave. And yeah. what makes me, I you know, I, sometimes I put my ignorant Cowboys hat on and I pound the table. <laughs> it's a nice hat. It was, it, thank you very much. <laughs> it bothered me. All I heard on Monday from my fellow Cowboys fans, both in my phone and on the internet, was all about the refs and this officiating crew throws all these flags and then at the end of the game, Chase Edmonds fumbled and the ref should have overturned it. No, guys, we got outplayed. They didn't have DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best wide receivers in football. They didn't have James Conner, who, by the way, has 14 rushing touchdowns this year. They didn't have Rondale Moore, a sensational rookie. And they still, I mean, they didn't dominate us. The Cowboys, we hung in there. I'll, I'll give us credit on that. Simply could not run the football. I mean, why is Tony Pollard only getting three carries? I can make an excuse and say that maybe the foot injury is a little bit tender and they're saving him for the playoffs. But as Jay Ludd said earlier, I'd rather get the seeding. Ezekiel Elliott, a pathetic nine carries for 16 yards, averaging under two yards a carry. And the defense. I've said it before. I'll say it again, Dilly. We live and die off the turnover. And guess what? The Cowboys didn't generate any turnovers in this game, so we lost the football game. Um, the Cardinals, uh, they they had a, a good game from from Kyler, obviously. Um, he torched us both with his legs, running for 44 yards and passing for 263 and a touchdown. The Cowboy killer, Zach Ertz, had uh, seven receptions. Of course, Zach Ertz um, played for the Philadelphia Eagles for many years, and I saw that um, he's up to 77 receptions, which is wow. the most in NFL history um, over the Cowboys. So uh, through his career, he's had 77 passes against the Cowboys, and that's the most a tight end has ever produced. Uh, you already went over the stats about how, how bad Kyler dominates us. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about my boy Dak Prescott, man. He's... I would say Dak had a Dak threw three touchdowns. I mean, you know, he had a hell of a game. You know, Dak played pretty well in this yeah. game. I don't, I don't want to beat him up for this game. I, I, yeah. Like you said, three touchdowns didn't turn the ball over, but the fact that he got the loss is what's yeah. concerning. Colin Cowherd had a stat, and it punched me right in the gut. Over the past four seasons, Dak Prescott is sixteen and two against the NFC East. We dominate this division. He's 14-20 and 20 against the rest of the league. So is this becoming a narrative that Dak Prescott can beat his division, which is not impressive. It's not a good division by any means. But he struggles against good teams. And who are we going to play in the playoffs? We're going to play the Cardinals, the Rams, the Bucks, the Packers. Maybe we might see Philadelphia again. But it's it's... It's not good. It's, it's, it's an ugly number. Now, I do want to defend Dak a little bit. The last time that we made the playoffs, he beat Russell Wilson head-to-head. He beat the Seattle Seahawks. That's an impressive win. But what do you think as, as a, as I think, a, a I think non-Cowboys fan? I think that stat's a little some, – some, sometimes these people who make these stats are like, I don't I, – I, I like, what about – I'm going by this year because – Cowboys defense was not good those years. You know what I mean? So like, correct. I'm not. I'm not gonna give Dak all the fault for only being 14 and 20 out of that division. You know what I mean? So I feel like this year, um, he's been he's been pretty lights out, man. And uh, 
And, you know, everyone has bad games. Everybody struggles. Everyone has. There's, I mean, there was, like, Kyler was struggling a couple weeks yes. ago, and I kept on hearing how he's fallen off, and Arizona's done. Like, you know, like, right. stop, bro. Everyone goes through slumps. I feel like Zach's going to be, no, Zach. I feel like Dak's going to be all right, man. And uh, they just, man, some, Zeke just frustrates me when he runs, bro. Because some too. games he just looks like he just does not want to be there. And it's just like, come on, man. Like, fuck, dude. Like, you know, I've always been, you know, um, I always root for the Cowboys, man. Every time they play because, you know, because of you and stuff. And just watching Thank that you. stuff, it's just like, it's just like, man, dude. He just like I feel like that you know with Paul Pollard being hurt I don't know I mean I guess he was hurt he only got three carries you know I just, right like I mean I feel like if they have to solely rely on Zeke and he's not you know and his head's not in the game they're they might be in trouble you know what I mean they will they, yes no they 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 will be yeah the they one need that positive tandem. yes no they they need they need the, the speed of Tony Pollard and the physicality yeah. of Zeke and I hope that they show up if not in Week 18 certainly in the wild card round of the playoffs. Um, when Dak ran the football in this game, he actually did look healthy. So that tells me that that calf is healed up. So I, when he actually had to take off against the Arizona pass rush, and, and Chandler Jones is, is such a monster. I mean, when, when your brother is John Bones Jones, the most terrifying mixed, mixed martial artist of all time, of course you're going to be a problem coming off the edge. But um, somebody I, I want to shout out, this is actually another stat I got from Jay Luds. Appreciate you again, kid. Our defensive end, Dorrance Armstrong. Dorrance Armstrong doesn't start, but he's had two and a half sacks the last three games. So it's awesome to see that we have some depth on the D-line because we are going to need it because the secondary struggled in this game. There there was some, and Dale, you know I know my football, but yeah. I'd never heard of a man named Antoine Wesley. And Antoine Wesley had two touchdowns in this game. So so if my secondary is getting beat up by uh, by Antoine Wesley, I mean, I'm going to blame Anthony Brown because, you know, it's the, it's the easy thing to do. Um, <laughs> the, the one guy on the secondary actually did play good in this game. I called him out last week. Uh, rookie cornerback Kelvin Joseph, who I love to call Boss Man Fat. Boss <laughs> Man Fat, um, he played 57 snaps in this game. This was a season high for him. He allowed minus two receiving yards on the five targets and finished with a 75 grade from Pro Football Focus. So hopefully, maybe Kelvin Joseph can start eating into uh, the playing time of uh, Anthony Brown a little bit. Um, and now Anthony Brown is on the COVID list. I'll name our other guys who are on the COVID list as we go to play Philly. They've got a slew of um, guys on, on COVID as well. So it's going to be a little bit of an ugly game. But we'll see. And um, we'll move on from this game. You got anything else on the Cowboys and the Cards? No. I just feel like, you know, I mean, I'm. I hopefully if beating if they if they have to play him again i've always been opti- like an optimistic fan like if i have to play a team twice i want to lose the first time because beating you know someone I twice who's, who's not in your division beating someone twice is really hard to do so yep. you know hopefully you know if they do if they do have to play them again um and they but at least they're coming back to dallas and they and they don't have to go there, right? That's how that's how it would go, Correct. right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Cardinals will come to Dallas because yeah. um, because uh, the Rams wrapped up. Yeah. The Rams will be the, the West champions. The Cowboys are current, obviously the Eastern champions. So, yeah, yeah, the Cardinals are going to be going on the road. It looks like the, the wild card playoff teams in the NFC will be um, the Cardinals the 49ers and the Eagles. So we'll, we'll see how it's like a lot of this is already wrapped up, but the seedings are, are still up for grabs. So we'll see um, how, we're, how we're sitting next week for a wild card weekend. Um, but we can't move on to and talk about wild card seedings before we talk about the New York Giants 
and the Washington football team. This is the last time that we'll talk about this. And Dale, you actually had a great point before the podcast. Um, instead of breaking down this game, which is really irrele- irrelevant other than yeah. jockeying for um, draft positions, yeah. maybe we can look forward to the off seasons. We've already talked about the Giants a little bit. Um, for the football team, we'll call them the Admirals. Let's just say it. Well, the, the, the Washington Admirals. Um, <laughs> what do you What do you think? Should, should they? Taylor Heineke has one year left on his contract. Do you go into next year with Taylor Heineke, or do you draft one of these quarterbacks who I presented to George over the past few weeks? Yeah, I mean, break down the quarterbacks right now. They, um, I heard it. I heard um, one of the dudes talking in the um, in the in the kid from Pitt. I always forget his. Kenny Pickett. Yeah, they said that he's like supposed to be a like top dog, right? Like he's supposed yes. to be like. They they said last year's draft he would have been like sixth. That's that's yeah. a, that's what they yep. said, you know. So I don't know how strong these quarterbacks are coming out, man. I mean, I don't know. Do you wait? I mean, I mean, do you try to go and get one of these disgruntled core? I think that's what the Giants are going to do. They might try to get one of these disgruntled quarterbacks out there, bro. I don't know who's like a, a Russell Wilson and Deshaun yeah. Watson. Yeah, something like that. They they, they might go that route because Danny Dimes is not it, dude. No, Danny Jelly. To to step away from the East a little bit and make this personal to you. Uh, I heard an interesting theory. I didn't know that the Pitt Panthers and the Pittsburgh Steelers, they actually share a facility. Yeah. So Kenny Pickett has literally been in-house in your own backyard. Yeah. Clearly Big Ben Roethlisberger, your quarterback, he's, gone. he's played his last game at Heinz Field. So maybe a team that's desperate for a quarterback like the Giants or the football team would shy away from Kenny Pickett. But maybe the Steelers, if they're sitting there at 17, 18 and Kenny Pickett slips to them, they might have a little in-house intel on the kid from Pitt. They could, man. Um, I, I, I would definitely wouldn't mind going that route, dude. Give the kid a shot. Everyone, all these, all, all my friends and all these people, they're all so wrapped up in this Rodgers going to the Steelers thing. I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, Rodgers has a lot of football left to play in Green Bay just this season, so I think yeah. a lot has to unfold there. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I don't know if he really wants to go from a – Super Bowl contending team to the Steelers, who are obviously, you know, they're, I mean, they're always going to be contenders, but they're, they're, oh, yeah. But, you know, they got a lot of, um, you know, a lot of locker room problems right now that they got to figure right. out. So, well, we'll know. see, Deli. You yeah. guys are actually technically still a Super Bowl contender this year. Yeah, we are. If, so- if-, if somehow the lowly Jacksonville Jaguars. They're coming for you, Bob. They're coming for your Colts. <laughs> if the Jaguars can knock off the Indianapolis Colts, which is something they've done. I don't think the Colts have won in Jacksonville in like three years. Yeah. If the if the Jags can pull off the upset of the Colts, the Steelers might sneak into the play. I don't know, bro. They, they just got waxed 50 to 10, didn't they? By the Patriots. Yeah, yeah the, Pats, the Pats put a 50-burger on them. Uh, one, well, one last thing, and we'll get back to the uh, Giants and the, uh, and, and, yeah. and the Skins or the Washington team. Dude, I like Mac Jones. I'm a Mac Jones fan, bro. Me too. I do like the kid, dude. Kids. He's a, Mac Daddy. Yeah, he is. But, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. What, what, what about you? You think they're going to go in the draft and get somebody, or what do you think they're going to do? I think they do. I think I think the football team is going to draft a quarterback, and I think that they should because I think that they're not going to be drafting that high. I would guess right now, um, they they'll draft four, between the 14 and 17 range. I think you can afford to draft a kid there. If, if they're forced, if they're faced with picking a kid in the top five that they're not sold on, you know, if they have the number five pick and they might, oh, we kind of like Sam Howell from North Carolina. We kind of like um, 
Matt Coral from Old Miss, but they're not sure, I would say, no, no, hold off until next year and go with Heineke. But if you're at number 16, you're not burning that high draft capital. Why not bring in a Kenny Pickett, a Malik Willis, a Desmond Ritter from the University of Cincinnati? And guess what? Even if he's not your cup of tea, if he comes into training camp and he's uh, not meeting expectations, you do have Taylor Heineke for this one last year. So you roll out Taylor Heineke. And then you kick the can down the road. So I think if I'm Washington, I I want another quarterback in-house because Heineke has proven to be who we thought he was. He makes athletic plays. He's okay. And next year, if Heineke is your starter for 17 games, you might go 9-8 and and make a wild card. But let's not be silly here. In no world is Taylor Heineke going to lead this team to a division title, in my opinion. So I, I think if I'm Washington... I try for a quarterback, and I have a little I have a little competition in training camp. But if George was here, I was not going to present him with a quarterback today. What I was going to present him with was two wide receivers because, of course, their number one wide receiver is scary. <coughs> excuse me, scary, scary Terry. Terry McLaurin from yep. um, and scary played some of his college ball at the Ohio State University, and they also have Curtis Samuel who played at the Ohio State University. Well, there was two guys who did not play in the Rose Bowl, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. They did not play in the Rose Bowl for Ohio State because they wanted to ensure that they were healthy going into the draft. If you guys can look that up, Garrett Wilson's more of a big-body receiver. If I, if I um, CT will probably correct me if I'm wrong on that. And uh, Chris Olave is more of a hands receiver, uh, more of a route runner, uh, Jerry Judy, if you will. And these guys are both studs. I don't, Delhi. I don't know if you saw the Rose Bowl. It was a thriller. It was uh, Ohio State beat Utah, and yeah. because um, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson did not play, they have another receiver by the name of Jackson Jackson Smith in Jigba. Yeah, I did not I say it, I did. Dude, he got me sixty points. I'm a, I'm a, Bro, I'm a gambling addict now. He got me sixty, you, 60 you, points. You did for Vandal. college Fanduel. <laughs> yeah. You have a real problem, my friend. <laughs> real problem. <laughs> but dude, he had like 347 yards receiving. Yeah, crazy, bro. He took off, dude. So Ohio State is is a wide receiver um, factory. I mean, so that, that's that's wide receiver you, as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, George, I, if you're listening to this, look up Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, and maybe you roll out with Heineke if you believe in him, and you get Scary Terry, a true number two receiver, and then you still have Curtis Samuel kind of as your gadget guy, and yeah. you have a decent running back room with Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, and Jarrett Pattinson. What's um what, what what's going on with their defense? Are they getting a lot of those guys back? Because their defense yeah. is good and they're healthy, man. So yeah, like, oh yeah. yeah, no. Okay, all right. Chase, yeah, all, all they'll all be back. All the four, all four first round picks: Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, um, actually Holcomb. one. What about Holcomb? Cole Holcomb, Cole Holcomb will be will be back. Montez Sweat will be back. They might. I could be uh, talking out of school here. Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. They might lose one of their two big defensive tackles, but they still have. William Jackson um, as a corner. They've got Cam Curl and Landon Collins. They've got um, Benjamin St. Just. They've got they've got a plethora of, of, of defensive backs. Two pretty good sideline-to-sideline side linebackers. Jamin Davis is only going to continue to get better. So I think the Washington football defense can return to their top 10 form. They have a decent set of weapons. So I say either go for the QB. Yeah. Or, or get another weapon for Heineke. So I think the future might be bright for the Washington Admirals, Generals, Warriors, football team, Redskins. I don't know what you are right now. <laughs> and as for the New York Giants. <laughs> You're done, bro. 
Clean, clean house. Fire clean everybody. Air. Fire everybody. Get rid bro. of Daniel. Get rid of Daniel Jones. Don't don't play that game. Fire Joe Judge. Fire David Gettleman. Fire. Win this lawsuit and just just move. Just completely rinse your hands of what has been a dreadful five years of football and just start over. That's all I got for you. Guys. I just don't know why these guys want to like. I mean, I get it because you know maybe there's no one else out there for them to go get or anything like that in contracts and stuff. But sometimes I feel like these teams just hold on to these guys, just hoping that they're gonna turn around. And they just don't, bro. You know, like nope. how long are they gonna hold on to? Daniel Jones before they're like, all right, bro, he ain't he ain't he ain't turning. He ain't it, man. He ain't it. Like he's got I get it. He's he's big, he's fast, he has a strong arm. It's not like he, he's a complete bum as far as an athlete, but he's never going to be a winning NFL quarterback. Kudos to the Chicago Bears. They washed their hands of Mitchell Trubisky. It was the right call. Clearly they had they're still they still struggle this year, but guess what? They they took a chance on Justin Fields. And now at least there's hope and there's optimism. And what what I want for Joe Bob and the New York Giants fan base, I want hope and optimism. You can go four and twelve some years, or four and thirteen, like they're probably gonna go, and be like, hey, at least we have a young quarterback or an exciting new play caller. But this four and thirteen team, you have nothing to look forward to yeah. other than hopefully completely rebuilding this franchise. Like you said, the last five years have been just garbage, bro. You're the New York Giants, bro. You are a huge market and you guys Blue Blood franchise. Trash, bro. Like you guys you guys this is the this is the this is the franchise that beat Brady twice. You know what I mean? Like you guys come on, dude. Like let's go, bro. You know what I mean? Like get your shit together. You yep, know. I agree. You know, well, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that um, we we instilled some sort of optimism, probably more so for the Washington football team fan base and the Giants. But uh, yeah. let's move on and wrap up the regular season. Um, this game is actually going to be Saturday night, guys. So if you're looking forward on Sunday, this will be Saturday on ESPN and ABC. At I, I kickoff is going to be probably like seven thirty, seven forty-five ish. We'll see. There's uh the, the Broncos and the Chiefs play at 4.30. So I think depending on when Denver and Kansas City end, um, the Cowboys and the Eagles will kick off. The Eagles um, will be hosting the Cowboys. And if you guys remember, the Cowboys played the Eagles and whooped their ass earlier in the season on Monday Night Football. But this is a completely different Philadelphia Eagles team. And this is a weird game, Deli, because both these teams have the playoffs clinched. And there's a chance that they could meet depending on what the Bucks. And the Cardinals and the Rams do. So I was just going to ask you that. What happens if Dallas wins this game? And then, so are then does Arizona have to lose for them not to play Arizona? Or if they win, are they getting? Are they not playing Arizona? Is that? Is, do you know how that? There's so much. If, if yeah. Dallas. There's there's so many. There, there's like random games. Like the Cardinals are playing the Seahawks. Obviously, what happens yeah. there? We'll de- we'll depict it. But um. What what happens in this game will directly impact if they play each other or not. Because technically, the Cowboys are still alive for the number two seed. They need the Bucks to lose to the Panthers, which, I mean, let's be honest, that's not going to happen. And they need the Rams to lose to the 49ers, which can definitely happen. Because for some reason... Um, Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay, but you know you never know what happens. Yeah. This is the NFL, but the Cowboys anything can happen. They're, but they're either they're either going to play most likely the Cardinals or this or the Eagles. So I think neither of these teams are really going to give their best effort, and neither of them can. Let me let me read off the COVID for the Philadelphia Eagles. They are going to be missing defensive tackle Fletcher Cox, tight end Dallas Goddard, running back Jordan Howard. Running back Boston Scott, running back Miles Sanders, 
Safety, Rodney McLeod. Center, Jason Kelsey. And there's actually another four or five names. Uh, linebacker, Alex Singleton. Those are just the big names. For my Dallas Cowboys, they're going to be missing linebacker Micah Parsons, left tackle Tyron Smith, and cornerback Anthony Brown, which might be a blessing in disguise. But um, both these teams are so uh, COVID-struck right now. And the fact that they might see each other a week from this, which the game obviously will be in Dallas, I don't think we're going to get to take a lot from this game that actually has not so much meaning. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I wonder how many of these guys, like, they put on the COVID list just to rest them. Not saying, you know. No, it's true. You know what I mean? Just to be like, this game doesn't really mean too much. Because they have, because they're, because they're, that first game, they're going to have home field anyways. So. Right. No, it's, it's very yeah. true. The, Cow- the, the Cowboys are kind of I th- – I'm going to say this. We're not going to get the number two seed, guys. We lost that privilege when the, when we lost to the Cardinals last week. So the Car- the Cowboys are kind of locked in to that number four seed. And as of right now, the Cardinals are the number five seed. I, th- I have a feeling the Cardinals are going to beat the Seahawks because Seattle's had a pretty miserable season. So if, I, if I'm going bold prediction, I'm saying we're going to see a rematch of Cowboys-Cardinals, not a rematch of Cowboys-Eagles. But you never know. Yeah. You know, you're more capable of beating both those teams. So I don't. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah we, guys, we've, ar- we've already beaten um, the Eagles, obviously, pretty handily. Yeah. And as bad as the Cowboys played, we only lost by a field goal to Arizona. And my Cowboys excuse makers will say that at the end of the game, that was a fumble. And if Mike McCarthy wasn't absolutely dreadful at clock management, we would have had a challenge and we would have had a chance so. to tie that game. He you know, makes, by the way, I didn't. I didn't call out Greg Zerline, you literal piece of shit, who missed what what must have been his fifteenth field goal of the year. Greg the leg. If you can make your kicks, we would probably be sitting at the number two seed, and we'd be starting Cooper Rush, and this game wouldn't even matter. Oh my god, yeah, dude, that's that's gotta be that's one of the biggest nerve wracking things as a fan is when your kicker you don't trust your kicker. You're like, God damn it, dude. Yeah, that's it's it's rough. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. But I feel like you guys are good. I, and, until you have to go up into Lambo or something, I'm pretty. You right. guys, I'm sure you guys got this. You guys got this covered. So, all right, let's wrap up yeah. the regular season. Dill, we never gave our scores. I'm gonna say um, because the Giants are just that damn bad, and the football team has a little bit of pride. I will say the football team is gonna beat the Giants twenty six to thirteen. How about you? I like that. Oh yeah, I was gonna say twenty four ten. You know. All right. So yeah, we both same, got the yeah. football team ending with with a victory. Yeah. And I will say that my Dallas Cowboys end this season on a high note. I'll have I got the Cowboys over the Eagles. I'll go twenty eight to twenty four. Yeah, I was gonna say thirty one sixteen. All right. So, so we both got I, the, the football team and the Cowboys finishing it up, which would solidify probably the Cowboys at that number four seed. And we'll see the Eagles. They'll probably finish at the number seven seed. And the uh, Philadelphia is probably then going to have to play the Bucks, <laughs> which you never do. I trust me. I clearly I'm going to pick the Bucks, although they're yeah. not going to have, you know, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. Antonio not going to be there. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll see if if Leonard Fournette. Um, Mike Evans and those guys will be there, but that's Philadelphia is a tough matchup for anyone just for how they run the football. Um, I'm sure Jordan Howard and Boston Scott will be activated off of the COVID list, and I don't know if Miles Sanders has the broken hand. He might be ready for the playoffs. He might not. 
Uh, yeah, what? I don't know. Is Ron, is Ronald Jones hurt too? I he might be hurt. I'm not sure. He's banged up, but he'll be ready. Okay, yeah. he'll be ready. Yeah. So so the Bucks the Bucks running game and the Eagles running game is both up in the air. I'm not sure if that will be, um, but of course we are going to be here next week. I hope that GVR is back in the house with our wild card weekend special. But we cannot let you guys get out of here without the final regular season picks from Jay Luds. Jay Luds, sorry that you could not join us tonight, but as always, we appreciate your picks. Guys, Luds, as of right now, is 20, he was 24 and 22, I believe. So he's a winning better in the East. So he's actually guaranteed to finish above 500. The upset parlay last week, it didn't hit, but we got to give him credit. He called the Bengals over the Chiefs. Yeah, dude. That's that crazy. was a huge upset. So yeah. uh, so Lutz has been great for us all year. Lutz, finish us up here in the regular season. Week 18, the NFC East Feast. Last week of the season, baby. I'm 28 and 26 overall, 7 and 7 on my upset parlay. And let's get right into it. We're going to get into the most boring game of the week, the Washington <laughs> football team at the New York Giants. Um, you know, Washington's on a four-game losing streak. Uh, not only is this team falling apart, their stadium's falling apart. <laughs> you can ask Jalen Hurts about that because he almost was crushed by a fall, falling railing in the, in the um you know, in the tunnel there. Um, you can look up the video if you haven't seen it. Uh, and despite of all that, the New York Giants have failed to amass 200 yards of total offense, I think, the last two or three weeks. Whoa. Um, you know, they're running out of QB out there. Jake Fromm, who, believe, you know, belongs in the XFL. I don't have them score more than six points this game. I got the Washington football team minus seven, 23-6 football team. On to the NFC East clash of the week. You got the Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. Both teams have made the playoffs. I don't think, um, you know, they're going to go too hard. You know, it's kind of more of the position of the playoffs now at this point. But I do think it's going to be a good game. I, You know, the good stat about the Eagles, you know, they've had 30-plus rushing attempts and 100-plus rushing yards in 10 straight games. It's the first time since 1949. Um, very impressive. You know, Jerry Jones was asked earlier in the week, you know, if he plans on benching any of his starters. He said, we plan to play. We plan to play to win. Um, I think that's enough for me right there to take the boys in this game. I do have them winning a close one. The boys, 24 to 20. Give me Philadelphia Eagles plus four and a half. I think that half point there does cover for Philly. Okay. Um, on to my upset parlay. First game, I got the Cincinnati Bengals winning outright at Cleveland um, with um, Baker Mayfield being out. Um. Jay Luds loves the Cincinnati Bengals. Can we? Can we he, that he his is new so, favorite team is the Bengals. I, I mean, that's crazy, dude. He's always, but how? I mean, Bur- Bur- Burrow is becoming that quarterback you can't bet against, bro. I mean, Burrow might be the goddamn MVP. We'll let <laughs> yeah. Luds finish up. Yeah. Um, I think the Bengals, you know, maybe benching Burrow, Mixon's out. I still think the Bengals get it done. Cleveland looks terrible. Uh, My second game, give me the Las Vegas Raiders plus three at home against the Los Angeles Chargers. Winner of this game moves on to the playoffs. I think with all the adversity that the Raiders have been through, losing their coach, stud tight end Waller getting hurt, uh, their first-round picket in a car accident and killing someone. Um, you know, Derek Carr and, and the Raiders have kept their head high, and they're playing this game to get into the playoffs, and they're at home. So give me the Raiders. I appreciate you guys having me on every week. Looking forward to the playoff week next week. Love you guys. Talk to you then. 
We love you too, Luds. Yes, and I, I, I misspoke. I was right on that Luds being two games above 500. But yeah, he is 28 and 26. The upset parlay is an even 500. He's he's swallowing the points. He's got the football team winning, and he is going to push the points. He's got the Cowboys winning, but he will push the Eagles with the four and a half hook. And he's got the Bengals and the Raiders in the upset parlay. That Raiders game, guys, that is the final game of the regular season. That will be Sunday night, and winner takes all. The winner of that game yeah, will in, get yeah. into the playoffs. I got and I think boy. it's funny. Who you got? I got Herbert, bro. I got to take you know, I'm, t- I'm taking my boy, dude. Yeah. Herbert's, Herbert's the man. Yeah. But Luds called it out. Luds and George like to make fun of me several times this year because I said that Derek Carr was good. But he said he likes Derek Carr in this game. Yeah. I'm with you, though, Dilly. I, w- I will go with um, Justin Herbert, the acne king himself. Um, but that's going to be a good game. This is going to be a good final, um, the first ever Week 18 of, of in NFL history. That's so crazy. It's I, a great, I hope it's a great all, week, too, man. There's a lot of good games. You know what I mean? Yes. No, this yeah. will be a good games. Don't forget, the Cowboys and Eagles are on Saturday, so be sure uh, to watch that Saturday night. And uh, be sure to watch us next week. I'm not sure who will be with me, Deli, George, Luds, but I appreciate all you guys riding with me all year. It's been such a fun year, too, of the NFC East Feast. And next week, guys... Wild card weekend special. We've got the Cowboys and the Eagles representing the NFC East. I'm glad we got two teams in this year. They might be playing each other. We don't know yet, but I cannot wait to talk about it. And I cannot wait for week 18 of the NFC East. Free!